Let's go. Episode 22 of the Winning Program Podcast with the best host on Spotify and for the best podcast on Spotify and every other app out there. Domino Arth. EJ, let's go. So today we're talking about the recent NBA Finals fiasco. And um, now, first off, hold up, hold up. Right. Everyone that listens, everyone that listens, give me a round of applause. Give Dominic a round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, in our NBA Finals prediction video, Dominic and I both said Warriors State and six. six. Yes, sir. What happened? Warriors and six. Thank you very much. Go on, Dom. So, we seen this series at first. You know, there were some competitive games. We saw one go to Celtics, one Warriors, and then it was 2-1 Celtics. They were winning the series. So, you know, our predictions at first were like, is this actually going to happen? Are the Celtics, are they going to close it out? But we seen, we saw the Warriors PTSD with... They didn't even play that much. Led, but mainly led with the new Finals MVP, first time Finals MVP, Steph Curry. And they did their business. And we saw, you know, Jason Tatum obviously have his struggles along with the Boston Celtics team. But we're still congratulating them because they did prove a lot of doubters wrong. Because we've seen, hell, we've seen from the East, like the Bucks, the Nets, the Heat, the Sixers, like the favorites. And, you know, the Celtics were a bit overshadowed, especially when they were down under 500 back in January. And now they're come back. We're seeing, like, we saw the rise of, like, Al Horford, too. Man, that man turned the clock. Yeah, back. I think I think credit needs to be given to him as well. But Art along Williams with is probably a top three um, rim protector in the league, if not the best. You know, like this man literally locked down the paint. The Warriors could not get there in basically any of these six games to score, and um, it was incredible. But um, if we go back through this final series, it was really interesting. You know, game one we had a big Golden State third quarter. We thought they had the game, and they gave up a big, big lead in the fourth quarter. The Celtics stormed back, were hitting timely shots again and again, and they stole game one from Golden State. Game two came out, and Golden State responded. Jordan Poole played well, Curry played well, and they just responded and blew the Celtics off at home court, so it was 1-1 going into Boston. But then game three happened, man. And when I tell you I thought the Celtics won the series... I thought they was going to win the series after Game 3. They out-rebounded the Warriors. They outplayed the Warriors. More physical, more tenacity, more desire every single play of that game. And um, in reality, the way Draymond Green had played through the first three, four games, I didn't see any way that the Warriors were going to win this series. But, you know, Curry came out in Game 4, annihilated the Celtics, gave Golden State hope again. And we saw Game 5, Andrew Wiggins with the defense, you know, um, and using Clay and Steph's gravity to get himself going offensively. And then Game 6, we had the whole Warriors team come out, focus for a goal, and they made it happen, you know. So congratulations to them on this NBA championship. But we must talk about how good the Boston Celtics have been, you know. No one thought they were going to be here. Tell me, did you? No one thought they were going to be here. It was mainly like the Bucks, you know, the reigning the reigning champs, former champs now. And, yeah, the Nets, obviously, with, at the time, KD, Kyrie. Yeah, we thought that was fire. It really wasn't. Yeah, the super teams, they flopped. I mean, and when you look back at this, 
In reality, this is one of the hardest finals runs in NBA history, if not the hardest. I won't go to say it's the hardest because I haven't looked into the context of everything in many other final series. Could be up there, though. Many other playoff series in the past. But when you look at what the Boston Celtics had to do, they had to play a contender in every single round of the playoffs. They went versus the Brooklyn Nets, who were the preseason favorites or second-ranked favorites to win the NBA championship. They swept them off the court in the first round. Second round, they went and they played the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks with the best player in the league, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And they won that series after going down 3-2 and having to win a big game six on the road. Then they came out versus another big contender, the Miami Heat. Elite defense, really good three-point shooting in the regular season with the superstar in Jimmy Butler. And they showed them out in seven games as well. So for this team, who was out of everything in January to turn their season around, be the best defense in the league, one of the best defenses in this century, and to make it back to this finals after everything they went through and who they had to play, it was frankly incredible, and credit has to be given there. Yeah. Like like EJ said, how, how they improved defensively, especially with the rise of, again, Al Horford. Roseman going off in the finals. Rob Williams. And R. Will. And even Grant Williams, too. I guess some with the Williams. They call him Time Lord. And let's give our flowers to Robert Williams right now. Um, He played this whole postseason injured. Yeah. About three, four weeks before the regular season finished, this man tore his meniscus. Boston rushed him back from that injury. The man got back on the court and played. This man played on a bad knee, bad ankle, bad everything, and he gave it his all every single night. Through the first five games of the finals, Rob Williams was statistically the Celtics' best player with his rim protection, his defense rebounding, and his um, offensive efficiency. This man was incredible, and give credit where credit is due. Um, Jason Tatum, you know, we got a mixed bag from him in this postseason. Moments where he was really good. Moments when we said, what the hell is this man doing, you know? Um, But he led his team to the finals, and that's a big thing. Jalen Brown, too, you know, he had to step up big time in these finals. If the Celtics were to win, he probably would have been the finals MVP. Um, And it's just really interesting, you know, because this Celtics team came so close to winning the championship, yet they're not even close to their full potential yet, you know? Yeah, they're still growing. Like with the with especially the young talent, like again like Tatum, Brown, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, then Marcus Smart too. But he's been with the team for a bit. Yeah. But still, it was like their first first deep playoff run experience with Jason Tatum as a number one option, the leader for real. Yeah, and the leader, I think it'll only help him build from that experience for sure. Um, and as we yeah. said, if the Celtics were to win. Jalen Brown may have been the finals MVP, but you know... They will probably give it to Tatum. No, nah, it was going to be Brown, but here's the thing. Jalen Brown's a horrendous playmaker, you know? So many times in this series, this man turned the ball over like 20 times and had like 22 assists. So horrible turnover to assist ratio. Yeah. Um, he really has struggles finding the right man offensively. Um, and then Jason Tatum, you know... Um, on our last episode, we had Coach Jack Gaylor on here, and I yes, talked sir. to him this morning about Jason Tatum. Let's hear what he said. Jack said, 
Tatum needs to take a long, hard look at himself. Way too soft when he attacks the basket. He needs to attack strong, looking for contact. But instead, he tries so hard to avoid contact that he makes shots hard on himself, and he never gets any whistles because he tries to avoid the contact. So, Jack wants more offensive aggression from Tatum. Um, And that's that's an important thing, you know, because Tatum is a leader of this team. When Tatum is playing well and his head is up, everyone has confidence, and this team is going to go out and find a bucket or find a stop whenever they need it. But when he's missing shots, taking tough shots, airballing turnaround jumpers, and putting his head down, the team loses so much spirit, and that's a really big thing that he's going to need to work on. But as we said, you know, this team can only go up. Jalen Brown and Jason Tim can only get better. And believe me, Boston will probably be back very yeah. soon. They'll definitely be back, especially with the new coaching staff and of how the, how they adapted with this. Yeah, how they adapt this new plan to make this great defensive scheme. One of the de- best defensive teams that we've probably seen. And, um, yeah, with Ro- <laughs> Hold on. With Robert Williams, man got like five blocks. Every game, basically. It felt like game six. Game six, he got like five blocks. And him playing through that torn meniscus, you have to give him credit. And this Boston Celtics team for winning the East, too. Ime Udoka, great coach. Ime Udoka. Going to be back. And then we have to talk about the champions, the Golden State Warriors. So, we've seen, you know, again, Steph Curry. Fuck Draymond. Fuck Draymond. <laughs> and then, Draymond. And then the, Dray, the Draymond chants are at an all-time high. Especially with Celtics fans. They're already, they're already using it a bit. Man, they were killing him. I mean, that's part of that, that spirit. I mean, the spirit over there in Boston That is crazy. TV Garden for you, man. You're it's crazy. Gonna, you're not going to get better than that for an NBA Finals Getting to go to TD Garden and hear those fans go off, that's an experience, you know. But we saw the Warriors, <clears throat> especially in Game 6, they stepped in TD Garden, and they did their business in 6, and they won the finals. With Steph Curry that game, he had like 34 points. 7 rebounds, 7 assists. And then he was his first finals MVP. Yep, and it's really incredible, you know, the Warriors that came into this series with a lot of questions, you know. Um, people weren't sure how Clay Thompson was going to be able to support Curry. People weren't sure how much Jordan Poole was going to get to play because he would be a defensive liability. Um, we all knew that Boston was going to try and get Curry switched onto Tatum so Tatum could isolate on him all game long, you know. We all knew Boston was going to sag off Draymond Green, try to make him make shots and help the team. And at first this was working, um, but throughout the first four games... Boston played a very dangerous game against the greatest shooter of all time. Against a high pick and roll, they went into drop coverage. And um, when I say Steph Curry killed them with that, yeah, Steph Curry fucking killed them, man. Um, and it's really incredible to see NBA coaches um, and their thought process. Um, because to use a drop coverage versus the greatest shooter ever seems so stupid on the surface level. But when you think about it, you're basically saying, we'll let Curry score, but we won't let anyone else on the team score, basically, right? Because in the yeah. drop coverage, you don't help off any of the shooters in the corner, on the wing. Um, it's only the center and the ball handler involved. So it helps with defensive rotation and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, Curry's so good that you can't just say, we'll let you try to beat us alone. 
because mm-hmm. he will still find a way for his teams to be su- his teammates to be successful. And when we talk about his teammates, Andrew Wiggins, please. Round of applause for Andrew Wiggins. But yeah, I was gonna say about Steph. Yeah, we saw what the Boston Celtics did with their drop coverage. They want I think they wanted to put the pressure on Steph to like step up in those moments and you know. By what giving him an open three, he's able to get around the screen and have three and then feet of he, daylight. He got forty three. Was that like game four? Yeah, game four, man. Four, that, he that pieced was probably him up. The greatest finals performance of his career, man. And then he yeah he shot fifty percent from three point. So yeah, we saw the drop coverage didn't work, and that's obvious for one of the best shooters, one of the best point guards to ever play the game. And maybe. Well, not maybe. He strengthens his case as he now has the finals MVP, another ring, as one of the best point guards to do it. Arguably the best, but we do have Magic Johnson. I won't say that he's the best, but I believe that Steph Curry just cemented his case as a top Arguably 10 player yeah. in NBA history. Oh, yeah, and his way in the top 10. Exactly. He's going to bump out Hakeem, probably. Uh, you know, people, people, a That's lot what of people, people are saying. Yeah, a lot of people are scapegoating Hakeem now. Um, people are going for Hakeem. People are going for um, Bill Russell. I think it's wild for people to try and take Shaq or Kobe out for oh, yeah. um, Curry. Cool. I don't like that. Someone tried Bird on Twitter this morning. I didn't yeah. like that one either. But um, Curry definitely has a case. I take him over a player like Will Chamberlain personally and possibly Hakeem. So that could mm-hmm. put him at number 10 for me. But um, I just would really want to th- talk about Andrew Wiggins, you know, um, unsung hero this offseason I mean this season this postseason you know he was drafted number one overall he got rookie of the year but he was considered a bust you know he never showed up to that superstar potential but in these playoffs not only has Andrew Wiggins been a big contributor to the Golden State Warriors offensively and rebounding Mm. he has been one of the best defenders in the league this man went against Luka Doncic and defended him one-on-one multiple times in the Dallas Mavericks series. And in the NBA Finals, he shut down Jason Tatum to bring his home team the chip. If that's not good enough for winning basketball, if that's not good enough to congratulate a man, I don't know what is. He played outstanding defense. This man, Jason Tatum, had no idea what he was doing. He was out there doing these 24-foot turnarounds like he was Kobe airballing them. You probably thought, yeah. Probably thought he was Kobe for a second, but anyway. Andrew Wiggins showed Jason Tatum levels, and um, JT's gonna have some practice to do this off season. It's a good build on experience. <clears throat> but yeah, about about Andrew Wiggins, we've seen. We got to give credit to the Warriors or well, their front office because we've seen they put trust in him. Yeah, we've seen a couple years ago they made that. I think it was that D'Lo Wiggins trade where they you know, yeah the they sent um, him over yeah the signing trade when KD went to Brooklyn yeah and then yeah then they slowly got Andrew Wiggins and then they drafted Jordan Poole and JP. then and then Clay coming back from injury and still having Steph and then Draymond I, I think I think the Warriors they pieced their front office they pieced it up perfectly as like they used last year to like rebuild it like to like rebuild to relax. And just take a losing season, and then come back as a top contender. And then mm-hmm. I think win the, the West. I think the rebuild and, and relax was twenty twenty when Curry was injured last year. Curry had a great regular season. Um, they lost in the second play-in game. They lost to the Lakers and to the Grizzlies. And Curry said something like, 
you won't want to see us next year. And he sure as hell was right. Because now, a year later... They're going to be scary. He got another ring on his finger. And, and then, everyone that was doubting him doesn't. And they could add more. And then we'd also like to give credit to another Golden State player because we've been giving credit to Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry. And this one, Draymond Green. We, we've seen him, you know, in this playoffs deal through adversity. And we've already heard the chance. <laughs> you want to you hear, hear this chance? Uh, I think you can, I can, you can do it now. The fuck Draymond chance, like fuck Draymond. And then how, how the, um, the Warriors, they built around that. And they started using their own locker room. And it, it gave them energy in these games, I think. They call him Money 23 Green. My man hit two threes yesterday. Two three Money six. Green. Man, you know, he hasn't hit any threes all series long. They've been leaving him wide open. He's been brick, brick, brick after brick. He made two threes yesterday. He was on top of the world. <clears throat> but Draymond Green constantly gets slandered people say we don't see his quote-unquote intangibles mm-hmm. he does nothing but hit people and play dirty blah 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 he looks like a football player he can't do anything in the game of basketball draymond sucks draymond's this draymond's that regardless of what they say draymond green is an nba defensive player of the year one of the top 10 defenders of all time and now he is a four-time nba champion I do not know what more you need from this man. He was getting slandered in and out, in and out the first four games of this series. Well, he played well in game two, so let's say games one, three, and four. Game five at home, he came out, gave some good defensive effort, and helped the team offensively too with a couple good finishes. And in game six, 12 rebounds, 12 points, 8 assists, an elite defense down the stretch to stop the Boston Celtics' comeback. Draymond Green is a champion, whether you like it or not, and it's time that we respect his game because I don't know how much longer we're going to have him around, you know, at a player at his top level. He and Curry are both getting old, and while Curry's skill set won't leave him because shooting don't leave you like that, Draymond's athleticism may go soon, but he has been an NBA all-time great and people need to start treating him like that instead of some role player. Yeah, especially he was there with like when the Warriors were winning their first rings, like with their first rings. So yeah, he's he's definitely got to be considered more of a role player, especially one deep. Less boy. of a role player. Less of a role player. Yeah. He's less of a role player. He's a star <laughs> in the system. Yeah, I was to say he's more than a role player. Oh know? yeah, yeah, he did. Because he won the deep boy, and I think. To be more than a role player, you have to like win those like type of accolades. Yeah, but then like people that. even try to call Clay Thompson a role player, and yeah, he plays a role. But this man is all star level yeah. most of the time, except for this season. With this this series, series, man, bro. People, Probably not this series. People on Twitter were like, "Man, Clay Thompson was a Warriors. I mean, was a Celtics best player. You know, <laughs> he was taking some stupid shots, bro. Oh, well, my that's why they had Curry to make those threes. Yeah. um... It's just an incredible comeback story for Clay Thompson after all the injuries and adversity to yeah. win a championship again. But, um, you know, I, I'm sad to say his best days are behind him. I don't know how much better he can get from here. Obviously, he's still working back up, but mm-hmm. age is a factor. He just doesn't seem to have it anymore. And I don't know. Curry's still going to have it, but are the Warriors going to be good enough to get back here? Yeah. We know the Celtics will be, but Golden State... Who knows? I mean, assu- assuming they keep their talent, they'll 
they'll definitely still be up there, along with you know the Suns, of course. Although they man, shut up. Although they blew it, but you know those two teams are definitely gonna be up there in the West, probably for the years to come. Yep. I mean, it was a great NBA season, a great NBA Finals that we got to watch. Um, we'll look forward to this off season. Um, we'll look into some videos, maybe making cases for players in all time rankings, like maybe a Steph Curry making a new a top case. ten list. Uh, I I can't do top ten lists anymore because like the top ten list I gave last summer on here, dude, it's changed so much. Like your top ten changed. Yeah, really? I keep on I keep on reading into it, learning more and more, and it's just like it's really interesting, you know. It's so subjective. It's like, yeah. what do you like in a player? It's not, it's not universal. So everyone's list is weird. It's different. Um, but yeah, more episodes will come out. Uh, I don't know if Dom's been looking into the upcoming draft in the next week. Um, I haven't at all. So you won't get <laughs> you won't get much from me on the draft. I frankly don't care about this draft class. Yeah, no. maybe. I mean, maybe a couple players like Chet Holmgreen, obviously. But yeah, I'm not. We're not really looking at the draft. Nah, they sound like bums. Um, I'm just waiting for the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron <laughs> to finally James come back to be back. You know, it's been a minute since I watched like Goat in the. Well, NBA now they have finals. the Warriors. Now they have the Warriors to run into. They always had the Warriors to run into. You know, we're chilling. We need to see a series like that when we get Warriors LeBron Lakers. James healthy. When we get Anthony Davis healthy. When we get Russell Westbrook in this role, this new team. New coach. The best coach in the league. <laughs> he's, the which, he's the win coach of the year. Yes, sir. He's probably going to play for the Lakers, too. That man. Shut up. But, bro, um, we're just really excited for October to come, you know, and the season just ended, but this is going to be a great off season. Expecting a lot of big trades, you yeah. know. We already got one Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavericks to help Luka Doncic. No, that's definitely helped for him. Get a little relief off the shoulders a little bit. It doesn't make them um, contenders. I don't even think it puts them back in the Western Conference Finals unless they get a lucky draw again. You know, kind of. But it wasn't even lucky this year. The Suns just choked it. Like Dallas shouldn't have made it out of the second <laughs> round. Let's be honest. Yeah, Suns choked it. Let's be honest. Dal- Dallas shouldn't have made it out the second round. And, yeah, we're hearing buzzes with the Suns too. Um, and we'll see what happens, you know. The Suns got DeAndre Aiden. Are they going to give him the max? Are they going to let him go? Or are they going to sign a big name like KD? Anyways, um, since the Suns fan is just talking, um, you know. It, it could happen. The NBA 2021-2022 season was incredible. And next season will be even better. Can't wait for more episodes to come in this offseason. Let's go. The...